0: Hello everyone. Welcome back. Today I have another superstar. I have Savannah Stevenson, who is probably most well known for Wicked. And speaking of Wicked, there was an amazing video that was just released. Was it today?
1: Ah, oh, yeah, it went live this morning. Yeah. All, all the, the glinders and alphabets of the West End uh, singing for good together.
0: And how did you feel when you watched that That seeing all the united front of every, all the Wicked cast?
1: Yeah, um, it, it was lovely, actually, because it's been, you know, it's been a while now since I, since I left the show. Um, and, and, you know, on a personal note, it's nice to see your friends kind of pop up because even though you don't do the show uh, with all these other alphabets and Glindas, you, your paths cross all the time and there's a, kind of a real sisterhood. Um, and, uh, and it's, you know, a lovely, a lovely cause as well. So uh, hopefully it will raise some, some money.
0: Amazing. So how long was your run in Wicked?
1: Yeah, so I I played Glinda for um, about three years, just under three years, um, so th- three contracts as we call it. Um, yeah, so it was quite a long, uh, quite a long stint, um, but it, it just worked out really, really well for me. I wasn't intending to stay that long, um, and um, and it was lovely to sort of be asked to stay, and and it worked well for sort of my personal life at the time um, through the show. Um, I got married um, uh, and I got a house, you know, all of those things um, that I was able to do through that time. So it it was a really nice three years for
0: me. Amazing. And um, we were speaking before the interview and you said one of your favourite Wicked shows was the Autism Friendly show.
1: Yeah, yeah, we did um, like a relaxed performance, I think they're called. Um, And it was a really, really special show. Um, And for those people that that don't know what that is, uh, it just means that um, people with autism and their families can come and just experience Wicked without any fear of uh, judgment in their reaction to it. Um, We slightly sort of dim the lights take the sound down a little bit, just to make it um, a little bit easier, relaxed. Um, and there's sort of breakout places, spaces where people can go if, if they just need to take a break, or, um, and it was just such a special, a special, special show, because there's just a real buzz, like it's so audible. You, you know, so when I would come out in my bubble as Glinda, just there was just this wave of sound that you don't normally get because, um, everybody's senses are like, wow, something new's happening. You know, you can hear it. And um, and it was really, really special. I really, I think it's one of the most memorable shows I've ever done.
0: Amazing. So three years of Wicked, how did you, was it easy to just stay positive and motivated to be like, I'm doing this every night? You were like, just more of being part of um, that show?
1: No, I mean, it it wasn't easy because, you know, I'm, I'm human. And like anyone, I would have things that would go on in the, in the day or in my personal life or, or I'd feel tired or, or whatever. But, but, you know, I think part of, part of being a professional, being a professional actor is going out and delivering um, uh, the best show that, that you can. And so um, I think, especially with a role like Glinda, it's such a challenging role. And I think partly because it is a comedic role Um and, you, you can nev- I never felt complacent. I never went into a show thinking, oh, well, don't worry, I've got this. I always felt the fear. You know, I always had that buzz of nerves, regardless of what had happened in my day. And so I, I I hope that what people saw every night was a committed um performance because that's certainly what I tried to give um but you but you know it it is hard and you have to you have to do things to keep it fresh um and that's where a sort of acting technique uh, and base comes in
0: amazing so another show that you've been in which you're probably well known for as chariots of fire do you want to sort of talk about that
1: yeah uh chariots of fire um was a really really fun show it's it, it's a play actually with a little bit of music in and it was a special show because uh, of the timing because we, we did it in conjunction with the olympic games when they were here in the uk um and uh, and it's such a beautiful uh, story um and we had just such a great cast, and it was—we just got to do so many brilliant things. Like when the when the torch was sort of passed through London down Shasbury Avenue, we were there with with you know the the chariots of fire music blaring, and you know it was just really it was a really fun um, fun show to do, and uh, and uh, I loved playing my my role in that as well.
0: So was it strange knowing that you were like there, the Olympic torch being passed, and you were there in that show, being like we're here like this is
1: it was just it was honestly just really cool because this there was such a, a buzz um in the city and um and it was really fun to to do a show themed themed on the olympics and and the show was kind of amazing as well because they took out um a number of the seats in the auditorium so that so that uh, the cast could actually do the laps, do the actual running, um, and and we had sort of a revolve of, as well. So so whenever a race was uh, was uh, run, it really was in the theatre. Um, and uh, so I think it was really exciting. It was a really beautiful play. I really hope that it might come back. We we thought that it could have a life in America, and I hope I hope that it still might. Um, it's a very beautiful play.
0: So if it came back, would you be would you go back to it if I asked you?
1: I, I would love to. I would absolutely love to. I mean, I might be a little bit too old now, uh, but, um, but I, I had a really lovely, um, lovely role and it was, a, it, it was a really good role for me because um, it was a lovely acting role, but my character Sybil was also an opera singer. So I sort of got to just do a little bit, little hints of the Mikado through, through the show as well. And, um, so it was kind of a, a perfect fit for me.
0: Amazing so before the interview i asked you to think about a question i'm going to ask you and that is if you could be in any show for one night only with no gender roles or age roles or any stereotypes or anything with full costume full lights and full sound which character which musical and why
1: well well to be thrown into something would be absolutely petrifying but um, the last show in the West End that I uh, saw before this whole lockdown happened uh, was Dear Evan Hansen um, and that role Evan Hansen is such an amazing role um, so I'm maybe going to say that because I amazing. love the score I think it's the best score I've listened to in a long time and um, and the role is just phenomenal
0: it is an amazing I <laughs> haven't seen it yet I'm going to go see it one day I'm going to make it uh, it's the it musical is... that got me into musical theatre. It's one of the. Is it really? Yeah, the first musical theatre song I ever learned was Requiem from David Hansen. I learned Larry's part, which was amazing. My friend was just like, "Learn this song," and I did. And then.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's it's such a it's such a great show. Um, I would highly recommend. it. And I, you know, I really hope because it is a big show and it's done so well in America. I hope that, you know, funding wise, it might be one of the first to return back to the West End when we can open up. And. I hope so, and I hope you get to see it. It's really good. yeah.
0: Hopefully, one day. Okay. Uh, next question is: you have to pay attention for this because I've confused a lot of people with this one. Oh no! Okay. It, it is: if you had to pick between listening to one cast recording for the rest of your life, as many times as you wanted, or any cast recording but only once and never going back to it, what would you pick?
1: I would have to to pick the latter I would have to have the variety and just savour the moment that I can hear that beautiful score just once um that's a really that's a good question um yeah I think I would have to do that what would you pick?
0: Uh, I'd pick the second one even though yeah. it's really hard because I have, I have autism and that makes it really hard for me to not want to listen to the same one over and over again. Dear Edward Hansen I've been in love with it for the past two years and I think I listen to it at least once a week so yeah really yeah hard.
1: Well, but it's such a, I I don't blame you. And I've I've had it on repeat as well. Um, But yeah, I think just for the variety and uh, you, I mean, it would be a really good lesson, wouldn't it? Of just living in the moment, just only getting that one, one time to hear something.
0: Yeah. Well, it doesn't say, the rules don't say that I can't go and see the show. So i am start to go and see this afterwards.
1: You could, that's true. That's very true.
0: And I had Jen Caldwell on the show and she said, I think it was Jen Caldwell that said this. She said, but you didn't tell me that I couldn't listen to the, cast, the recording of the show with a different cast. And I was like, okay, if i a loophole.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: Um, <laughs> okay, next question is, if they made a musical about your life, who would play you and you can't pick yourself?
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay. Who? Oh, that's a really hard question. Right. So I get told a lot that I look a bit like Maggie Gyllenhaal and I think she's a brilliant actress. So maybe her. I don't know if she can sing. Uh, did you say it was a musical? Yeah. Okay, I don't know if she can sing, but I would maybe say her and she's- I could
0: see Adina Menzel playing you.
1: Can you? Thank you, think, that'd yeah, be yeah. great. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> that can work I'd as well. i
0: to everyone that i want Judy Dench playing me.
1: I think, I think we all want Judy Dench to play us. <laughs>
0: She can play anyone, though. So, so. He can, he
1: can. She can, that would be a stellar choice as well.
0: <laughs> um, I have two more questions left. This one is I a think- very strange one, but I've, I started asking it about 10 interviews ago and it just stuck. And the question is, if you had to pick between never acting or singing again, mm-hmm. or being an all singing, all dancing sheep, what would you pick? Bearing in mind, you knew you were a human and you became a sheep and you live in a field now that you could or you can never sing and act again.
1: I mean, as lovely as that life might be, just roaming around in fields with few cares, um, I would imagine if I knew that I was human and then I was a sheep, that would be quite problematic, so I think I would choose the former and uh, I think it would be a life without acting or singing for me.
0: and how would you cope with that if you knew that you could never sing or act again?
1: yeah um I, I think it would be I think it would be difficult because um, it brings so much joy to me um but uh, I guess you'd have to fill your life with other things and discover other talents
0: amazing <laughs> uh, last question that I asked everyone since the very start uh, the other question I've asked you of all the ones that have added in recently but this is one that's been there from the start and it's gonna be there till the end and it's if you could pick any Disney princess to be for a day or just forever actually which one would you pick and why
1: oh um, I think it would have to be Belle because that is my favourite Disney movie, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Um, and I think she is, um, I think she's a good role model. She's, she's kind and she's a little bit feisty and, um, I think it would be her.
0: Amazing. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on the show. I have to say that first. And secondly is everyone that's watching has to you should all just donate to the link down below it's in the description and make sure you don't donate because it's for acting for others which is very important right now because western's gone dark broadway's gone dark everyone's out of work and it's just and do you have anything you want to say about acting for others
1: well i think you know i think what you're doing here is is, is really high, highlighting what we all need to do. If we all just, just do a few small things that can help in this terrible crisis, this terrible time that we're in, to just make it a little bit better for the most vulnerable people, um, then that's what we should do. So, so I just say, um, thank you for, for doing that. And I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that I can be a part of it. And please donate, everybody, um, um, and, uh, and send Acting for Others some, some money, please. <laughs>
0: two more quick things is one if anyone wants to follow you on social media how they do that
1: yeah so i am on um pretty much all forms of uh, social media i'm on i'm on twitter um i'm savannah st um instagram is savannah stevenson official um and facebook i have a, a private page as well um or rather a public page um so yeah come come follow me
0: amazing and last thing is what's your advice for people stuck at home right now
1: Oh, gosh, I guess, I guess it's the advice that I'm trying to give myself that although we really miss going out and doing all those things that we've all taken for granted, um, what we do get is some time at home with our families. And so I guess we need to embrace that as much as we can, because we might not get this kind of time again. And for me, I, I've just got a, a new little boy. And, um, and so I'm here with my husband at home, and we're just trying to embrace it.
0: Really? And enjoy it. <laughs> You heard it from the superstar. Follow that advice. <laughs> uh, thank you, Savannah, for coming on the show.
1: Thank okay. you, everyone else,
0: for watching. And I guess just last thing is, stay safe, stay well, and stay happy. See ya.